Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 168th Church Mag Podcast. The cost of the gear and the ability to do it, etc., has has come within reach of the masses, and so then the masses can then produce. That wave is has crested or is cresting, and, and video is coming back. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech Devotional called Rebuilding. This devotional can be done on your own or with an entire church tech team, week by week, day by day, however it works best for you. This devotional is for Church Tech by Church Tech and is one of a kind. Learn more about rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week on the podcast, we talk about video future. Is everything going towards video? Has the written word lost its value? And what might this mean for the church? If you'd like to join the conversation, send us an email at podcast at churchmag, and we'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Phil Schneider. And our usual roundup before the podcast where, you know, seconds before we start recording. Well, actually, technically, we start recording immediately. The moment that we connect, I start recording. Why? Because blooper reel. And sometimes bloopers, they happen before the show. Sometimes they have after. You always have to be prepared. Also... You have to be ready to capture Phil in his brilliant natural environment. He just, he just, it, it, you, you can't plan these things. They just, they just come out at any moment. Just to be honest, uh, I, uh, it, it's not me. It's, it's feeding off the collective energy. Mostly Jeremy. Yeah. Well, no, no, because there has to be that, there has to be that, that, that person in the middle who's directing traffic. Right. Right. <clears throat> Please don't run me over. Now, Jeremy had a couple good ideas, which apparently are submitted blog posts, so those are going to be out, and maybe we'll talk about them in the future. But Phil brought up a really interesting topic having to do with, like, Fox... Bring us up to speed, Phil. So, um, buddy of mine, uh, Alex Lyons, I'll go and throw him out there, uh, Alex posted a link on Facebook um, from Bloomberg titled, Fox Sports Cuts Web Writing Staff to Invest More in Online Video. Uh, Alex is a video editor, so he was just noting how it's a good time for him to be alive. And just put a little small caveat in there. Sorry, blockers, you know. And it's a it's a, it's a good good point i mean um it says on the the, the quick you know the sub sub hot headlines say about 20 20 people will lose their jobs in this transition from from text to video or or this this focused shift from text to video and you know i, I thought of this because jeremy wanted to talk about how we, we should get back to blog you know talking about blogging and i said i, I wonder if the pendulum is shifting like, you know if you'd asked me 10 years ago if, if online writing was going to be a thing, I would have said, no, people aren't going to – no no one reads. No one's going to be writing for them to read it, you know, but it's back. And yet it seems to me every blog post I go to now has a video at the top. When you say it's back, where, where was it before? Well, I think I felt like the written word had um, – was again, well, you can focus on like newspapers were, have been in, in decline for over a decade, and so have magazines. And I don't feel like the internet 10 years ago was making the difference. I think people were just reading less. And then I think there was this moment where, um, 
we had this like resurgence in for like for me. So 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I was in high school still and you had people, you had a resurgence in literature for younger people. It's like, like Harry right. Potter is 20 years old. Now, Harry Potter didn't hit my, my area um, until I was like probably in my middle high school and I wasn't reading it, but like I worked at a library and I can remember when Harry Potter hit, it was around the third book and it was just exploded. And that's when reading took off again, I feel like. And I think as those kids that got older, uh, social media and blogging, you know, evolved around that, like with Zanga and stuff, people have their own personal sites. And I think that was, that was a big part of that move. And I'm just wondering, I'm not trying to argue it per se. I'm just wondering if that wave is, has crested or is cresting and, and video is coming back really quick to answer my question. As far as that's concerned, where was video at? Cause you're saying it keeps coming well, back. Where okay. Was- what was it before that it is now back? Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that like for a long time, you saw everyone like, you know, he, it, I'll put it like this, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, as a blogger, as a writer, um, yeah. constantly seeing new resources out to be a better blogger, be a better writer. Right. And it's as if like everyone now has mastered blogging is trying to teach everyone else how to blog. Right. And it's an idea. Um, this is, I'm going to pull out some stuff from my, my, from my master's program. This is a political theory idea from, um, Habermas. It's not the theologian Habermas. It's the political science guy from, from, um, Germany. Habermas has an idea of this, the public sphere. The public sphere desire, desires to bring everyone in to the public sphere. But once everyone comes in, it's unsustainable. It collapses and you, you go back to the beginning. And I'm wondering if this resurgence in like everyone has a voice, everyone should be writing has, 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 is reaching critical mass mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to shift to war and a new elite system. And the new elite system would be video where those who, those who can make videos will make videos and they'll, they'll rise above. So you're, you're not saying that the resurgence is with video, but you're the resurgence is with someone having an expertise and trying to get the masses to jump on board. Yeah, I think I, I don't think I don't Sorry. think right. Yeah, I don't think right. I'll play this. I don't think writing is becoming less important. I think writing is is hitting saturation. I would. I, I mean, was just thinking you were initially saying that video in and of itself is coming back again. When I didn't think it was actually for the masses in general. I certainly think that TV when it hit the boom came out, but that wasn't certainly. No, let me let me clarify. I don't mean, and I'm not, not talking about. So let's go. Let's go. I'm thinking. I'm thinking right now solely digitally. Okay, I feel like there was a time when like the main conversation was focusing around the written word online. Okay. I will say the typed word to make sure it's clear, but I think now the conversation or the movers and thinkers for the next generation are shifting to video. Um, I don't. And so I think that's where, and people in our age bracket are, are seeing this. And I mean, that's why Fox news, Fox sports is making this move. They're realizing, you know, we don't need to have written stuff. Videos get as much play. Which Every is why- sp- which is why um, CNN stopped asking for people to write for their vlog or their their um, websites, their blog articles. But I think maybe like three years ago, they started getting people that were reporting with video. Yes, that yes. You would have special people, and that was like three years ago. And yep. I want to take. I think, you- I think that was just the beginning of it. Of course, C- CNN their their primary their primary media driver is television. I mean, that's. They're CNN. They're the cable news network. And yes, but, 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 but hold on, hold on. But, but to that point, Eric, I'm, I'm sorry, I get really passionate here because this is what annoys me. <laughs> so, um, about you know, ten years ago, I started to get it political. Okay, and started paying more attention to the news. Started reading, reading CNN and a few other news sites to get a kind of a balanced perspective of what's probably accurate out there. And originally, when you go to CNN, you'd read an article. 
But now every single article on CNN has a video on the header. Yeah, it didn't used to be that way. And see, used to be on the on the main page, you'd see, you'd see video links and you'd see article links. And I'd always ignore the videos because I hate watching uh, news videos because the ads and then the, it's just it's stupid. I want to read it. I can read it faster than your video can load. And now every every page has got a video. I agree, but but by the by the time the video plays, yeah. I can usually skim read it exactly. faster. That that's very true. Now I, I think that you. The first thing, as far as making any kind of causal relationship with this or any kind of thesis statement on this, we need to realize that the Internet is a medium unto itself. All right. You have you have written medium, you have television, you have audio. Right. And then you have web. Web is its own thing. Okay, And and as web progresses it it adopts things that we we were we previously knew and understood okay so when the web first came out it could handle the written word so it took on the form of many written books right just pages of just text right things began to advance a little bit more suddenly websites feel more like a magazine and then you know things begin to move forward even further and now it's looking more like television i still believe that we have not actually seen the internet come into its own yet because it has spent the last 10 plus years mimicking media before it and you notice you said though beginning i wonder if the pendulum has swung back to video you know, towards more towards video and let me my point is that it could swing back again but I think we're seeing a shift. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. As far as writing and the value of writing, I will have to say that somebody has to write the scripts. Well, I'm, I was going to get there. <laughs> well, let me, before you get, before okay, you get there, sorry. writers, before you get there, let me. Okay, before you get there, Jeremy, go. I think that I agree with you for the very explicit point of for those that want to set themselves apart, I think that this is. Absolutely something. And then once people find kind of find to figure out a formula and how to do a while, then it becomes something that the masses adopt. And I think that if right now I've been vlogging and I've been doing let's plays and trying to do streams and stuff like that, because I think it sets me apart and probably will be doing something very well. But as your guys are about ready to probably get into, I don't do it necessarily because video is good or even video is setting myself apart, but I think that there's, a, for me, a different purpose behind it. But let's go ahead and get into the conversation of there has to be writers behind the yeah. video. I mean, look at look at YouTube. I, you know, we, we say video is really coming in, but at the same time, it's going out. Google has completely changed the metrics for YouTubers. So that idea of being an up-and-coming YouTuber and making some decent money and maybe coming onto the scene, that construct is has radically changed over the last six months even, whereby a lot of up-and-coming YouTubers are having to turn to things like things to th- to things like Patron and stuff like that to be able to make it worth their while because the advertising dynamic has already changed for the video scene. Uh, but I think it's because Google sees the upswings coming and they're gonna they're, they need to take advantage of that, it. That's all, and that's that's so much saturation. See. Uh, Again, I think we find ourselves in a position where when push comes to shove, if you're creating good content, 
it doesn't necessarily matter what the medium is. Ah, yeah, that's where I agree. So I think, first of all, I don't think written stuff is ever going to go away, especially with video coming up, because you have to have really good content to share. And yes, personality plays into it in tone and facial stuff that's written stuff does not necessarily have, but then you also lose the aspect of SEO. And so for someone that's really good at SEO, it's going to be hard to put that within a video. Now there's other things that go along with the video, but the video itself is going to be solely unique in different aspects of it. But the one thing that I think is not unique to writing to video work is being able to tell your story well whether it's the writer behind the video or the blog article that's getting written or the tweets and the Snapchat or whatever it is. I think if you learn how to tell your story well, that's moving, whether you're person to person or trying to communicate through that, through a newsletter of give me money for my ministry. I think that that's all has to play in it. So the pastor that's been doing sermons for the past 30 years could easily translate into web stuff if they know how to tell their story well. They just need to hire a videographer at that point, and that's about it. It's, it feels to me like everyone is just doing this mad dash to wherever they think the masses are instead of asking themselves which medium works best to convey the story that I'm trying to tell. Like, that should be that should be what you should focus on, right? I mean, there's nothing more annoying than a CNN news video story phil that is just someone standing in front of the capitol like who watches that no i agree i'm just you're right i and i yeah i i contend that content is content right but that that was my point if we're gonna talk about blogging let's let's zoom out and go and just look at we're we're seeing we're seeing a medium shift i agree with you know kind of what you're seeing because the the cost the cost has decreased that's why like suddenly everyone can record their own music and they publish their own music online and everything right because the 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 cost of the gear and the ability to do it etc has has come within reach of the masses and so then the masses can then produce i do a video series now for my church right okay so so it's it's become in reach for everyone so then everyone's doing it right so i think it's it's important that we don't you know jump on the bandwagon because historically especially if we look at church tech church tech in general as i've watched it over the last several years is very bandwagon-ish Right. Like everyone has to do it and everyone has to do it with one way. There's a very there's this kind of hive mentality dysfunction. OK. And as a fellow church tech, I try to be mindful of that and and think, you know, just because the hive is going that way doesn't necessarily mean that's a good idea. Right. And so I, I guess I just want to put that caveat in there that just because everyone is having, quote unquote, success with video or that someone else is doing video or says that they're success with video because they don't really have a real metric about it doesn't necessarily mean you right. should be doing video. But would you also say that some people succeed because they tell, tell their story well and they should be getting onto video because the, that's where the bandwagon is and they probably will be uber successful? Probably. probably Which kind of yeah. goes a little bit against what you say. To the point that I would say, don't jump on the bandwagon for the sake of jumping on the bandwagon. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. What you just said, that's what I meant. I mean, don't jump on the bandwagon for the sake of jumping on the bandwagon. Because what you had originally said was, don't jump on the bandwagon, which okay, right. I would say some people should because they know how to tell their story so well. Get your own wagon. Don't use the wagon that the band is using. All right. Well, but, okay. Let's, let's ruin, ruin that metaphor. Okay. Don't jump on the bandwagon, but get your wagon going in the same direction. You're going to go the same, you're going to go the same direction, but you're going to do it your own way. Is this a station wagon 
What kind of wagon is this? It's a, it's a, it's a Conestega wagon. We're going on the Oregon mm. Trail. We're going to hunt a ton of bison and get so much meat, it's going to spoil. <laughs> We're going to die. And unfortunately, Jeremy, you got bit by a rattlesnake and you didn't make it. And uh, and, uh, and and Chris Wilson died forward in the river. So that's a uh, deep cut Oregon Trail joke that I'm pretty sure that Chris won't get being over there in England. Not the river. Being in Europe, rather, but born in Europe. But yeah, not the river. We forded the river and Chris didn't make it. And poor Chris. I know, right? And he can just reset. We could. We could reset, but we're not going to. We're not quitters. <laughs> I think the the analogy of working out kind of plays into this, where um, you can try every trick in the book of buying this gizmo gadget that you pu- put against a pole, and now you're trying to use this like humongous rubber band to work your legs and arms. And this thing is finally going to make sure that I get in shape or I get this diet and this is going to totally help me. And it's, it's not necessarily about the fad. It's about the fact that you have that dedication and motivation to continue to do it. And if you just simply do a bunch of push-ups, sit-ups and run, you're actually going to get really fit. There's nothing special. There's no secret sauce. Now, could you do P90X and get much more in shape? Yes. Absolutely. And that's going to help. But you probably also need to have that dedication for running push-ups and sit-ups that P90X is also going to do. And so the fat in of itself, jump on the bandwagon if that's part of what's going to help. But know that that bandwagon of P90X is very similar to just go run. Well, and there's guys like Wayne who had the the drone thing. You know, he got the drone. And I've seen his videos. They're amazing. He practices with it. He uses it. He tells some really cool stories. If you want to, you know, he, he, he tells, he, he says a lot in his videos by using that as a tool, but he had a passion before that. You know, he, he was already making some pretty cool videos before that and giving that tool was, was pretty awesome. He, he didn't go, Oh, getting a drone is going to make everything cool. I'm going to go get one and use it. I think, right? I, I think now we're getting almost on a sidetrack here. Um, but I think our point, we've never sidetracked. Don't accuse me of such a thing. We started off saying, be, be aware, video video is important. I feel like, wait a minute, Phil, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. First, I feel as though that I have failed you. It is my job to herd these cats, and now I am one of the well, cats. Well, you know, in your okay. defense, we're still getting used to the late the late night recording time. I mean, it's almost 10 Meow. o'clock in my time, so that means it's, it's, what, it's almost 9 o'clock yours? 10.38. Oh, 10.30, so it's an hour ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. See, you're almost exhausted. I'm almost exhausted. Yeah, you got 12 minutes. Jeremy's delusional. You're almost. Not quite there yet. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Were you going to bring us back on, on to Well, the, I think we started off talking about how basically just be aware that, that video is, is going to become more and more important. Yeah, I remember hearing from some writers a few years ago that they had to go pitch a book. And there, and the publisher said, okay, cool. How many Twitter followers do you have? How many, how many, blo- you know, unique visitors to your blog every month? And that was a huge metric for whether or not your book should be published. Well, I think now it's going to be how many people are watching your videos on YouTube? How many views do you have? And it's, it's just the platform. Um, it, platform is important, but platform is shifting. I know that some of you guys don't like the idea of platform, but if no one can hear you, no one's going to hear you. So I, I think that we're we're in this weird space now where if you're going to be a writer, you're going to have to present your writing in different ways. And that might involve displaying your writing through a video. Hey, can we, when we, when you said you were part of the herding cat, can you go into Slack and play that cat video playing the piano music? It's in Slack right now. 
the dun 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 dun. I'm playing in the background right now for me if you can't hear it. Charlie Smith, keyboard cat, right here. Can I just say it's weird that we're watching a YouTube video on a podcast? It was. We, we, I played the cat video. Now what? I don't feel like you can come back from that. <laughs> Save us, Phil. Save I us. Just wanted you to See you next time, you're guys. Part of, you're part of the herd. So, crap. I, I'm, I'm not very happy about this video do, trend do, do, because do, 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 I'm not good looking. Do, 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 My face is crooked. Do, do, do. I got I nothing, just, guys. I don't know. This, this bothers me. That's why we do podcasts, not video. Right? And I know the, the, the camera adds 10 pounds, but I'm pretty sure that that's, that's a logarithm. That compa- It's like compounding interest. I'm just saying. All right, Phil, you want to bring us back with how we got off track? I was already doing that, and you threw the cat no, video in there. I know, I know. I'll start over. <laughs> so I feel like we started talking about how you threw Phil under the cat video. I, I, I think we started off talking about how you know there's a shift in in media coming. Not that content's going to change, but the, the media of of you know the the media the mass chooses to consume is going to shift. And I think we're going to video. But as you already said, yes, video is going to require writers, and blogging's not going away. But if you want to be popular in one medium it might to get crossover traffic you might need to to at least dabble in the other medium as well i mean like why i i love podcasting and i i've got i work i podcast you guys and i have a politics podcast on the side um and i've got got an idea for a third podcast but i have no bandwidth for it um time or or wi-fi no but you know, I, I'm just at the point. It's gonna be called the Philcast. No, it would not be called the Philcast. That'd be terrible. But anyway, my, my we should name it the Philcast. Can the slogan be "Come and get your fill"? <laughs> that I might use. That's I might use. Zing. Oh. But uh, no, but like, but my heart is with three points for Jeremy. My heart is with writing. You're like ten points, guys. I tried bringing you back, and you made it worse. Come on, Moses. I'm gonna make you. Guys, you know what? You know what? You deserve this podcast. I'm not saying <laughs> this arc, or I am leaving right now. I'm not, you guys deserve. Yeah, this, I tell you, this mess. I tell you, when I go to edit this, it's gonna be full of regret. Let me tell you, full of regret. No, here's here two two. Okay, all right, Phil, you're probably right. Okay, mm. but I'm absolutely right. Tra- <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> joke. Clearly, everything is going video. I mean, even Instagram couldn't even survive just being photo, right? So, what does that mean for the church? I can tell you that we probably should start with what it doesn't mean for the church. What it doesn't mean, you should not, I repeat, should not, just publish plain sermons to YouTube. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. What do you mean by plain sermons? back me up here. Well, like, people, they think, oh... Phil said the ways the, the video is the next thing. So we're going to put all of our sermons up on YouTube. Okay. And think that then that is like they're on the wave of what people want to do. Okay. Yeah. No, no. That's, yeah. That's not, 
No, you're right. So, like, for example, my church right now on our YouTube, and we can even share our channel. We're, we're still working at the Kings and learning as we go. But we, like, up until, like, a year ago, we didn't hardly do anything on YouTube at all. So now on YouTube, we have our, our Sunday morning sermons on there. We have um, highlight videos from various activities. Um, we do weekly announcements with videos in Sanctuary. And I don't know if those get posted to YouTube or not. They should. I'm going to check in on that. Um but then also, like now, I'm adding a, a teaching series. So I think I've done like nine or ten videos. I'm not sure how many have gone live yet. But we're doing a teaching series now, and I'm going to try and get some more teachers to jump in with that and do their own thing. So like we're adding video, we're adding video content. But you're right; it's well rounded. It's not just sermons, which are forty five exactly, minutes because long. Because a lot of this video content that we're talking about that's that's one thing we never really discussed during all these ramblings and cat videos is that the the length of videos that people are watching are three, five, ten, never more than 20 minutes in length usually that people are people are watching, generally speaking. And so, you know, a full-length sermon, no, you know, that's that's too long. No one's, you know, that's not the kind of content that we're referring to. Should you put them up on YouTube? If, if you want to, you can. But when we're talking about video being, being a huge thing for people to consume, right, on their phones, etc., it, it's not long-form content. It's short-form content. Which yeah, yep. You have to be good at to be short form. It's no one can just pull that off. Well, you gotta I, really. So that's where I had to go through and write some scripts for my video series, and then edit them down and break them into like instead of doing right. one video, I did fit it off like a four part series. Nice, nice. Now and and that's that that's it. That's what you got to do right there. Blog posts forthcoming on that topic, by the way. Clearly, are you going to put them in the blog post of you on these videos? Well, I'm actually going to do a whole thing on creating an online curriculum and do a series on streaming. So, Jeremy, I don't know if I'm going to get it up in July or not, but I'm gunning for you, bud. Hey, I'm, I I'm typing, up my, I'm typing up my assignments right now for my grad school class, and I've got two classes, and my assignments for one class, it looks daunting. So, I'm probably not going to get them up this month, but if I do. Watch your back. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, guys, uh, I just want to take a quick moment to the, the audience and apologize for our craziness this week. We were very discombobulated. Here's my question. In 2017, how many times have you apologized to the audience? In 2017? I've lost count. That should be a contest. Make them all listen to us. Yeah. Ooh, I love that idea. How many times what have else, we apologized? What else have we apologized for? Oh, you apologized in a recent episode. You apologized frequently at the end of the episode before you edited it. <laughs> I, yes. Because like, that's what I hear. Is it sounds apology. like you're apologizing to yourself. Yes. Dear future Eric. Dear future. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should give something away. If, so, if someone can count how many times there's been an apology, which means we'd have to then go back and know the answer to that, then we will give them something. We'll, I'd probably a t-shirt. We'll send them a t-shirt off of church merch. I love that. By the way, guys, we have a website called Church Merch. And it's spelled kind of like Church Mag, but not. It's Church Merch. Churchmer.ch. <laughs> Don't worry about it because we haven't actually formally launched it yet. So we'll get to that later. But if you want a free Church Mag t-shirts. Right. It's in the Church Mag footer if anyone wants to go take a peek. How about this? If they give us a timestamp in the episode of when we apologize, the person that comes up with the most... And for 2017, gets shirts. Bam! There it is. Boom! And, and yeah, yes, I'm I'm all for it. Are you for it, Phil? And all in favor, say aye. I, I tuned out for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so sure, I'm in favor for it. Go ahead. Yeah, let's do it. 
Let's you had one job, Phil. Let's do you it. had one job. No, we're doing it. Let's do it. <laughs> You had one job today, Phil, and that was to carry the podcast, and you did, sir. Hats off to I got, you. I am worn out. It's been a long night, guys. You tried to recover the podcast three times. I know. Jerry successfully three crushed his soul. I feel like a John Henry just sucker. Like I was just hammering nails in left and right, and the machine still beats. Usually, I feel like I support whoever is trying to bring it back, but I worked totally against it this time. That was awful. Thank you for joining my side. I would like to apologize. No, I'm kidding. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag. You'll find a link on the main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag, churchm.ag. Until next week. Yeah, this is the part of the podcast that no one gets to hear. The part of the podcast where you bring the thunder, where you throw all your ideas out. And Phil and I shrug until one of us, one of them catches our attention. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.